You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, Episode 72. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubuni. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I am Omileti Olubumi. Thank you for spending some of your time with me to talk about all things Orisha, spirituality, and growth. So, turn up the volume in your car. Put on your earbuds. Let's go for a walk. This is going to be a super duper great episode. And yes, as always, grab something good to drink. And let's chat. This episode is being brought to you by your virtual ELE, and it is so new. We are currently looking for its founding members, and if you are looking for a spiritual home and don't have one and want to be part of something, make your virtual ELE your home until you find your physical home. For details, go to orishawisdom.com forward slash yaobileti and click on the image that says your virtual ile and come home to your community. This is an Ask a Priest episode. For those who are new to the podcast, first of all, welcome. This is a series that we have where you, the community, gets to ask questions that you've always wanted to ask a, an Orisha priest, a priest, and now you have the chance. I'll put it on the show notes on how you can ask your burning question for a chance to get it answered here on the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. But if you need to find out right now, go to orishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest, no slashes, no dashes, no nothing, ask a priest. And with that, let's get this episode going. This is a unique Ask a Priest episode as we will not only deal with one question as we normally do on this podcast when we do Ask a Priest questions, but we're going to deal with three because these three are in the same area. We're going to start with the first one. Lorna asks the following question. How do you know if you're dealing with a true babalawo and not a fraudulent one online? Lorna, thank you so much for taking the time to ask this question. And I want you to know, you're not the first one who has asked this question. You will probably not be the last one. But hopefully by you asking this question and us tackling it here, it will help many others so that they don't have to ask this question because if they do, they can come here and check it out. I know that we've covered this before on the podcast. And if you need to, I I know that I wrote in my notes to go back to those episodes, but there are two specific episodes that we deal with where we deal with this topic of scammer priests But let's kind of simplify this just for this question that you have. 
I numbered. I have a couple of bullets, numbers. If they contact you first, think scam. That's the first red flag that you should just ding, 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 signs and wee, wee, wee going on. So if they contact you first, think scam. Number two, if they hound you for your reading, think scam. Number three, if they offer you advice without you sitting down with them on a reading, even if it's a virtual reading, I know some people are against it. Um, some people are not. I'm not. I've seen some really interesting things work. However, there's trust and I'm watching the reading as it's happening. If it's not happened that way, then it's a scam. And I put this on really big letters. Nope. I promise you the ancestors did not send that person over to you. It just did not happen. So I just, I had to put that. I I just had that happen to me this week. So (laughs) I had to put that in there. Let's say that you did not hear those three things that I just stated, one, two, three, above, and you'd never heard that advice before, and you've never heard of our podcast, and you dealt with a priest who showed up in your DMs, who sent you a friend request, who friended you, and who started chatting with you. Hello, my daughter. I am chief. Oh, I have to do like an African... um, I can't do it, but I'll just do it myself. Hello, my daughter. I am chief, blah, 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 high priest of the king, X, Y, Z, and I'm here for you, my daughter. The ancestors sent me to you, blah, blah, blah. Olo Dumare sent me to you. Ifa said, Orisha said, Oshun sent me. If any of those sound anything familiar, then it's a no. You may have thought that it was a sign and you did it anyway. You send him your WhatsApp, right? Because it's like, oh, send me your WhatsApp. And you're like, oh, this is great. I'm about to talk to a priest. Because he pressed, I'm just going to use he. It could be a she as well, but just to make it easier, okay? So he pressed on and you're like, this must be right. And when you click on the WhatsApp and you're face FaceTiming him or face-to-face with him, you saw him in his African outfit and you're like, oh, this must be legit. And then you saw the background, you know, just what's behind him. And you're like, ooh, he has this on the wall. He has that on the wall. And then he sends you pictures. He sends you pictures of sacrifices that he has done for others with blood all over the place, all over the floor. And you're like, yeah, this is legit, right? Then this happens. Now, I'm going to go to two questions. Latoya sent in this. So I'm sorry, it's a little lengthy, but I want to read it verbatim so that you understand what's going on. Latoya writes, a chief priest from West Africa that I have been working with the past few weeks for love work has been threatening my life and well-being every time I tell him that I cannot afford to keep sending him money. He is hounding me and using different numbers, preventing me from blocking him. When I have blocked him, he threatened me and said, unblock me now or harm will come to you and your family. As soon as I unblocked him, he, the threats would stop. 
I told him that I did not wish to work with him anymore due to the loss of money causing me to be delinquent. And because the package he says he sent never arrived. As soon as I told him that, he said I was going to die and he needed to do more work to prevent it for my sake, even though I have already told him that basically went broke. I really don't know what to do. I feel stupid and embarrassed. What should I do? Latoya, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. I really am. And we are going to get to this. I am also going to take this time to say, or this happens. Sal writes, I have been chatting with this Papalawo in Nigeria and I sent him money for consultation. When I asked him if he got the money, he asked me, which money? No work done yet. I've already blocked him, but concern now is that I sent him my first name, mom's first name, and my full picture. I'm really worried something bad can be done with the provided information. Sal, another, I am sorry that this happened to you. Now, let's go straight into this with all of these three. So now you're 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 getting the sense that this is like a salad of what we're going to create a salad in this podcast because all these three messages are related. So now that you have already sent him or her, but for this one, we're going to use a him just to make it easier, personal information and money. Guess what? They've got you on the hook. I'm going to mention a few things. A legit priest will never, I'm going to put my mouth literally on the mic, never use a fear tactic of, these are just examples. (laughs) I will curse you and your family. You will die. You better give me X amount of dollars, pounds, whatever, or this will happen. You have disrespected me by blocking me. So now Arisha X will kill you, hurt you. If I will hurt you, you will, you have blocked this number and now you will lose everything. Your daughter will die. Your son will die. Your mom will die. Your pet will die. Your parakeet will die. You're going to have bad luck. You will lose your job. All these things. These are threats. Once you understand the part above, you will breathe easier because you're probably still hung up on all the threats that I just said, right? But remember what I just said, a legit priest will never use a fear tactic. That's why I said, once you understand the part above, you're going to breathe easier. Let me say this. In a real reading, there may be curses spoken about by the oracle. There might be iku, iku is death around you. That means that, yeah, you know, death might be around you. Sometimes death is around you for other reasons and it's not your time yet. It may have to be worked on. There might be issues with an Orisha, with an ancestor or many ancestors. But I have never heard this from a live, legit priest, not only in my house, but in other people's houses that they have ever said this to a person. Now, here are examples of what I have heard. The Oracle says that you need to do X and Y and Z, and this will help you with that problem, I don't know, B. And then it is up to you if you will do it, whatever the X, Y, and Z is, or if you will not. I, myself, 
have never heard of a priest calling you back to say, hey, when are you going to pay me for that Ebola that came out for in the reading? Never. Never. And I've met, we have been, Orisha Wisdom Community has been up and running since the end of 2017, I believe. Something like that. And never have I heard of that as speaking to other priests. I've been in the traditions since I was very young. Never have they ever called me back to say, hey, Mira, you did a reading. Remember, you came to see Ifa. When you going to do that, Ebo? Never, ever. Mind you, it was always me. Hey, you gave me a reading. When am I going to get my Ebo done? <laughs> it's always been the other way around. There have never been any texts, no calls, no threats, nothing. Ultimately, what I want you to understand is that the choice is yours if you will do what the oracle recommended or you will not do it. Now, let's go back and forth to both of the scenarios that I just pulled out. The first thing I need you to do is to breathe. I said that before but you probably haven't done it. So let's do it together. We're going to take one deep breath in. And no, we're not breathing out our nose. We're going to breathe out our mouth and let it out. Take a deep breath in. And breath out your mouth as loud as you can. You letting out all this frustration. Why did I do that? Because I'm about to give you some stuff. Can they hurt you, your mom, your child, your parakeet with that information? The answer is yes. Will they? That's the question. That's, that's the good question. You should see me. I'm literally like my feet are going back and forth and I'm moving. Will they? The answer is that most likely, and I mean like 99%, not. I'm going to be direct and I'm sorry for the how that came out. But you or how it's about to come out. You are just a cash cow flow ATM for them. I don't know how to put it. You're just an ATM. You're just in their system. You are one of the many that they are reaching out to scare enough to shell out money. You are just another contact that they will share with others in their network or their many, many other aliases and and, and, you know, profiles, that's the word I was looking for, to see how much they're going to get from you. If the other priest will get you to fork over some money, maybe they'll give you a person, they'll give that priest a percentage or that person. You are just a means to their end. You are just another line in their spreadsheet. You are, not, are just another name and you are just another part of their hopes, of their probabilities playing out in their favor as another dollar or another pound. As that in their money is a lot. So one dollar for us may be, you know, a cheap cup of coffee, but for them it's a lot. You are the difference of paying out rent. You are the difference of getting that new card. You are the difference of lots of clean water. You are the difference of fixing the kitchen, of getting a better roof. You are that difference. So will they? Probably not because they're working the numbers. Once I, I think I've spoken, this is not in my notes, but I'm remembering that in 
there was an episode that people thought that, you know, everything is witchcraft. And I, I said something that I've heard before. And what I said was, you're just not that important to them. I'm not going to spend my money in animals and getting a priest over here to do that. It takes a lot of time. It's very lengthy. And you have to keep doing it. So if they are going to hurt you, it's not just a one time thing that they're going to, you know, light up a candle and kill one chicken and you're done and you're going to die. It doesn't quite work like that. It's a lot more to it. So I just wanted to put this in there, even though it's not in today's notes, but I felt that it was relevant. Another thing to remind everyone, very important, anyone can be a chief over there. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. It's just that in my mind, there was this person, she's like, yeah, but I'm a chief. I went to Mother Africa and I'm a chief. And I'm like, chief of what? And my husband is one that says that often, like what, what, like what town, where are your people? I don't know of that town. Well, how many times have you made choices on that, that the livelihood of that town? Well, I don't know. I'm just a chief. And we're like, that's not a chief. Folks, when they visit, and especially when they go to initiate, depending on which group you go in to visit, they might offer you an option to become a chief. This happens a lot when you are going to do Ifa things. And you get a, you get a dangly beaded necklace that says, chief. And a piece of paper, and then you take some pictures. And, you know, I love them because they all look so serious in the pictures. And then you go back to America, to the UK, to Mexico, Canada, wherever you live. And you're like, I am chief so-and-so. And here's my picture, and here's my little paper with a stamp. But you don't have a set of people to rule. It's just an empty title. To the point of this is I want you not to be starstruck by the title. I did... um. I, before I, I leave this topic, I did a quick Google search this morning. Um, African titles or uh, t- t- chief titles in Nigeria. I think that was what I searched, chief titles in Nigeria. Oh, I had such a good time reading that because one of those is why do they love titles in Africa or Nigeria? Like Nigeria is very much about your title. Title is very important, even if it's a non-functional one. But if you have a title, man, that's very important. So don't be starstruck by it. There are people that I know who are chief of nothing. And they have a great community. They have decent houses. Their godchildren learn a lot. They, Everybody who walks into the door, on the most part, they really, their lives are changed. That's what you want. Not a person with a title. Okay, now let's get back to this. Let's go back to the what to do. First of all, continue to block them. If there's a new one, block. There's a new one, block. I understand. I recently spoke with a young lady. She did say that I could use her story, but I, um, it was just, it got to me so much that I called her. I, we, we, we had to talk the moment that I saw that email. She was like very stressed out. The anxiety level, I could tell that over the phone. And it was just, it was shocking because I live in a different arena where I know that I have somebody that I can go to if I'm absolutely dying or something is absolutely wrong. I know where I could go. And if not, if I don't want to go to them, at least I have Arisha, I could go there. You know what I mean? I could talk to them. I have, but there's some people who don't have anything. I just, 
just want you to know that if you continue to block them, they will eventually give up someday. But I do have this person that almost to the day, every six months, he will reach out to me. I mean, they're very, very insistent, but they'll eventually give up. Just continue to block. Another thing, keep reporting them through whatever social media platform you're on. So if it's WhatsApp, report them there. If it's Facebook, report them there. If it's Instagram, report them there. Wherever you're at, Discord, whatever it is, report them there. Tell whoever it is, I would like to report this person a fraud and the threatening of my life. Screenshot everything and push it through their system. I wrote down in my notes for you, but it's still a quick note. There are cybercrime groups, uh, you know, that are trying to get them. And not only that, there's been other types of scams that have been going around and they have failed. They've caught very few, but they don't. It's almost like a cell system, even when they do their stuff. And their systems tend to be quite intricate. But you know what? We still have to try. Another note, do not lose faith because of one bad experience. Because that is a person thing, not a religion thing. I'm going to repeat that again. Because this is a person thing, not a religion thing. There are bad people everywhere. There are bad cops, bad judges, bad politicians, bad priests. I mean, remember the whole Catholic priests raping boys issues? This is very serious. And there are some priests who would never dream of doing such a thing. There are bad pastors, bad business owners, bad landlords. Gosh, bad landlords. There will always be a bad set of people in any one group. The challenge is that for one reason or another, you chose badly this time. But now we have to learn. And how do we do this? Do not beat yourself up. You made a mistake. Yes, you did. Let's just put it as real. It's not their fault because you're the one who gave up that money. You spent the money. You responded you fell for it. I, it's very honest. I'm so sorry. Like I said, please don't eat me. Don't kill me. Don't roll your eyes. Don't hang up. Don't close it yet. But you did it. Yes. You may have lost a little bit of money. You may have lost a lot of money. Yes. But you are alive. You're still breathing. So is your mom, your husband, your wife, your dog, your cat, your bird. Still there. It's time to learn from this mistake and learn how to be a bit more cautious and learn how things are done in this tradition so that you don't get caught again. Do not live in fear. This is the next point that I have. Do not live in fear. I guarantee you that the image that is going on in your head of what is going on with them is not what is happening. So as I was writing this, like, what do you imagine? Like, what would I imagine? So I sat down and I tried to remove myself from being a priest and doing this. Like, I'm a brand new person. I'm trying to remember what back in the day, if this would have happened, what I would have been thinking. I'm thinking that they are holding your name, you know, my name above some cauldron telling me to die. Like in the movies, you know, I think movies play a really rough deal on us and how things are done. And maybe, you know, there's somebody, you know, killing some chicken and they're just spreading blood all over our picture. And, you know, they're living the best life ever. And, oh, I'm dying. 
right? That's the image. The truth is, they are living their best life ever. They're working to scam the next person. They're working on it right now. As I'm talking, as you're listening, they're working on the next person. They're not focusing on you. You've just been placed on the follow-up list. Trust that you know now you will do better going forward. Next point that I have. Look for real people where you are. There will be someone, even in places that you can't imagine where they're at. And I know because I've been shocked when we have folks in China. China, I'm like, China? Like, I don't know, I never heard. There are. And then I started seeing some videos of some place in Japan and they have full, you know, bata drums, full initiated folks, full. They do the mojubas the way we do, but they have like a little accent, but it's the same thing. So you know what? Yes, look for real people where you are or somewhere that you could get to. Listen in with others who are willing to share. For example, in our Facebook community, the big one, Orisha Wisdom Community, this has been asked over and over and over and over and over. And priests from all over that are not in each other's houses have responded on how to work with a priest and what to look for and what to run away from. I understand that sometimes the discussions can get a little heated. We have some people who say you will never, ever get something from online, like to get an online reading. Other people say, yeah, that's how I have to deal with my godchildren, clients, whoever, who live in other states and they can't travel all the time. You're going to find those types of disagreements, but they've all said, you know, nope, none of them have ever reached out first to somebody online. If we are in the middle of a discussion, this is why communities are important. They can speak and you can choose on what to say, but they'll never say, hey, I'll give you a reading, come on, you know, or, you know, you do this first or you do that. That's not what you're going to find in forums where priests are at, but they usually tell you what to look for and what to run away from. Oh, I did see, I did go to the next bullet. They do not contact you first. Please understand that. They will never contact you first. Priests, legit priests, have got children or a community that they have helped, or both, which is why it's important to take the time to wait for someone close by because the key is in, you know, the pudding. So, what's the pudding? Pudding is the people that they have helped, their godchildren, their community. This you find out by getting to know them by attending events and knowing their reputation of said priest and that house that they're part of is very important. There are houses that many will not come near because they have a bad reputation. There's gossip, there's fights, inappropriate behavior. The godfather has slept with their goddaughter. Like these are bad, bad things. And the funny thing is that as big as our community is, we're pretty small because we know somebody who will know somebody. Now it's your time to be wise and savvy. It's time to treat this with the respect and caution as you would a sleepover camp for your kids. 
And I had to think about this because I've never used this analogy and why I'm using that analogy because right now as we speak, there's a sleepover going on, but our parents know each other. I've been to their home. They've been to my home. We've done events together. The kids have gotten to know. They've had play dates. They've attended each other's parties, events, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, okay, we can have them over. We love it. And they're like, yeah, we can come over. They know we know where each other lives. We have that. So let's say we're going to do a sleepover camp. You research those camps, you visit those camps, you check out the director, and then you Google the heck out of that camp to see if anyone has been unhappy. You read the reviews, you attend the open house, you speak to other parents. I mean, you check to see if there's been a lawsuit, (laughs) like you check all kinds of stuff. Why not here? Why do you jump in just because you heard name chief so-and-so? This is why this is important. Another thing that I wanted to put a couple of points, pray to your ancestors to help you choose wiser next time. Pray to your good ancestors to help you listen into that gut feeling that did tell you something wasn't right. It was a little gut feeling, something, it was something, something of something. It just didn't feel quite right. You couldn't put your finger on it or you were putting your finger on it, but then you bypassed it. Be honest. Even as I'm pausing, try to remember, was there a feeling in there somewhere? It was something. Next time you should be aware, align it to what you have and listen to it. Patience is okay. Taking some time is okay. When I'm, this was not in my notes, but Remember the young lady that I said, oh, there was a young lady that I called because she sent me such a message that I was like, and I was in the middle of packing for something and to to get to go camping. Like I was not, I was so busy, but she just, her anxiety level just was seeping through my email. And she said, I knew that something just wasn't right, but I needed the help. So I did it anyway. And I always like, okay, did you hear what you just said? Like, did you just hear what you just said? You knew that something just uh, was a little iffy. But you did it anyway. That's that little feeling that I want you to focus on. Next time you have that feeling or something like it, stop just for a moment. Just stop. Just stop for a moment. I want to... to say, to share with you, that was what I was going to say, that I chose these three questions because these types of questions keep coming in and these fraudulent people keep on coming. I am so sorry that this happened to all of you and anyone else who is struggling with this and listening or has a friend who has struggled with this. You're not the first You're not the last. I wish you were the last. So that means that everybody has learned their lesson and there's no more of those fraudulent people, but it doesn't seem like it's letting up anytime soon. What I recommend is to go back and listen to episodes 62 and 63 of the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. I'll be sure to post that on the show notes as well, as it really goes into the topic. And I know 62 was because of a question that was asked, why do Africans scam us? And then on 63, I corrected, not all Africans scam. There are many very, very legit houses that do everything the correct way. 
But unfortunately, this is what's been so rampant that it's just one known for the other. So no, not all Africans are out there to scam. They're busy minding their own business and they're just taking care of their own communities and their families and their houses and their clients. Not everybody's doing that. However, because we're dealing with this issue, this is why those questions came up. But go back, listen to 62 and 63. If you get referred to someone online by someone that you also don't know well online, it's just a, yeah, this is a person that I've been working with. It's so great. Is chief, blah, 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 blah. Um, I would pause that because you also don't know that person. I always get asked, yeah, because you're, you know, Omileti, can you refer me? Refer me to someone. I live in the state. I can't refer you. The reason why I can't refer you because I don't know you. And this is the challenge that we've also worked on here on the podcast. We don't refer you because we do not know you. We may know our friends who are priests and we know how they work and what they deal with. But not everybody is out there to read and not everybody's commitment is the same. Their time is very important. And most priests that I know, they don't do religion for a living. They are, you know whatever. They're workers. They, they have a job. They have a nine to five. So getting a referral from someone online that you don't even know, you just know them online. They don't know you and you're going blindly. I would also pause that. If this is very important, actually, not just if, if and when, because you will find it, Someone who is telling you things before a reading? Yes. Uh, dear Anz, let me give you an example. Your ancestors tell me that, you know, you have blockages in your life. And the blockages can be, you know, and I can work on that because I've been a priest for 12 years, 10 years, 20 years. I am the chief priest of King so-and-so. King, I don't know, I'm trying to think now of a king name. King Kingly. And King Kingly said that I am the most awesomest thing anyway, so you're lucky that I'm dealing with you. And that's because the ancestors sent me to you. If they're giving you some stuff <laughs> before a reading, I would pause it. No priest should be selling you why they are so good. I have worked with several good priests, and because they are referred to me by my good friends... I literally would just call to schedule, hey, my friend, I don't know, Mary sent me, so you've been working with Mary? And he's like, oh, yeah, Mary, I love Mary. She was just here the other day with her husband. Perfect. She told me that you're a great priest and I would love to schedule a reading with you. Okay, how much are your readings? They're X amount. Okay, perfect. Where do I send it? You can come bring it that day. Perfect. When is your day? What Let's make the appointment. And then I sit for my reading. There's no selling process. Literally, there's no selling process. There's no, I've been a priest for 25 years and da, 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 and I've done this and I've done that. It's no selling process because the power of referrals is that powerful. And this is why these traditions have really thrived by referrals only. Really. Again, if you did fall for this, don't beat yourself up. Forgive yourself. Please just say, you know, I forgive myself. I fell for it. I was really, I felt under the gun and I really just wanted an answer. And I was hoping that this would be it. I, I forgive myself. 
We're not going to do that again. Know that you will be okay. And you just need to find someone else. Just not that person. Keep blocking those people. They're going to keep coming. I'm telling Once you open the door, they keep coming. It's just, it's just automatic. It's a fact. Don't let Orisha get the blame for these people's bad behaviors. It is not Orisha's fault. Orisha is not out there trying to kill you. Well, except Iku. But that is because Iku is death and that's his job to go and, you know, but it's only when it was written for you <laughs> or other situations, but not because it's like the moment you leave the house, everybody's trying to kill you. It doesn't work like that. Continue to have faith and just put this into the archives of what is. And what it is, is a bad experience with a bad person. That's really what this is. I just want to say, we pretty much have reached the end of this episode, but I wanted to give a quick shout out to Lorna, LaToya, and Sal. Thank you for sharing your questions especially to Sal and LaToya. Thank you for sharing your experiences and to be vulnerable with us. I just want you to know that you are not alone. And it took me a little bit to respond to these questions because we already had some other ones in in the episodes list, but I wanted to address yours because it seems that it's just so relentless. And I want people to know, I want you to know that this is not what our traditions are about. It's just that people in the other side of the world have realized how hungry we are for what they've always had, which is these traditions. And now they're like, wait, wait a minute. They're paying how much? They're paying $12,000 to do. You know what that means? We can retire for the next, you know, five, six, seven years, whatever. We just do it for a little less and we'll be great. This is going to be so wonderful for us. And next thing you know, we have what we have, which is a challenge with, and it may not even be fraudulent priests. It's just fraudulent people who may be priests or may not even be priests. I just want you to know that at least in our community, you have our support. And I'm responding to this question with my heart in my hands because I have spoken to many live, like on the phone live, and you feel the pain, the desperation, the anger. And especially for Ms. LaToya, you're like, I'm embarrassed. Many people have been. I mean, I know a physician who got a doctor, 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 who got caught into it for many thousands of dollars. How does this happen? It just does. So I'm hoping that this will be helpful for you and for others. Okay. For show notes on this episode, go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash the number seven two for the 72nd episode. 
This episode was brought to you by Your Virtual Ile. Right now, we are looking for its founding members and only looking for 27 of them. As a founding member, you will have a say as to how this community is built. There will be monthly community times where you'll be able to join in and learn together and just have your community. To find out more details, go to orishawisdom.com forward slash Ida Omileti and click on the tile that says your virtual Ile. If what you hear, there's going to be an audio there. If what you hear resonates with you, see you at your virtual Ile. Quick update. Yes, Orisha swag is here. You don't know how long it took me for me to still go in there and put into that store, all the little images for the shirts, for the mugs and all the stuff. So imagine if you want a shirt that says, one of my favorite ones is, calm down. I'll call my Baba Lao. <laughs> calm, calm. I, I like it. And there's other ones that have, you know, um, sayings and a lot of the art that has been put on it. It's just been a lot of fun to create, but if you want it, Orisha swag is there and it is Orisha art made by an Orisha worshiper for Orisha worshipers of the world. So yeah, it is um, not calm down. It's hold on. Let me call my Baba Lao. And I laugh because it's funny because it's like, it's a saying that I've said like, oh, we got that problem. Hold on. Let me call my Baba Lao. So you can get it by going to orishawisdom.com forward slash Ida Omileti. That's my information link. You'll find a lot of important stuff right in there. Have you found value in what I do and the content that I create? And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Ida Omileti. You will have access to the podcasts before they are published and other perks, such as exclusive content that is not heard anywhere. Not even my email community has access to that content. Plus, you will get kudos here on the Arisha Wisdom Podcast for the world to hear. Only if you're able to, of course, and if you want to. Come and support the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. I can't wait to see you there. And I thank you in advance for your support as it truly will help the podcast with the costs and all of those other tools so that I can continue to create more content at patreon.com forward slash Iya Omileti. Remember, if you like the Arisha Wisdom Podcast, if you like this episode, share it. Share this podcast so that someone else can also get something out of it, especially this episode, which could keep you from dealing with fraudulent creeps online. And I would be grateful if when you have five minutes to spare, hop over to iTunes, leave us a review, just leave us reviews so that other people could see what you have gotten out of this podcast. And those five minutes that you take to share your thoughts they mean a lot to me. And of course, if you're on YouTube, because this podcast, I make sure that it gets there. Like the episode, subscribe and click on that little bell icon so that whenever there's a new podcast episode, you'll be the first to know. And as soon as I upload it, then you'll be the first to know. Remember, this is an Ask a Priest episode. In case you didn't catch that before, you can go to 
www.arishawisdom.com forward slash ask a priest altogether, no dashes. And if you have a question, put it in there for the chance for it to be answered here on the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. And again, a big thank you to the three folks that submitted their questions, which we are addressing today. Stay tuned for the next couple of episodes where we are going to be talking about a specific something that has come in to the Arisha Wisdom world. And we're going to be tackling more of your questions from Ask a Priest. I cannot wait. Until next time, may the elevated ancestors and all Arisha bless you immensely. Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Arisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.